0: From Broadway to television to the big screen, my guest today has been entertaining audiences for over six decades, and with the Tony nomination and a Lifetime Achievement Mac Award, she's taking a moment to spend a little time with me. An all-new episode of Up Next begins now. Hi everyone, welcome to Up Next, I'm John Contrati. My special guest today is an actress and singer who has conquered all three areas of entertainment, from Broadway to television to feature films. She has always been a personal favorite of mine and my family, so this is a big deal. Please welcome to the show, Anita Gillette. Hi. Hi, welcome to the show, and thanks for being here.
1: Thank you for asking me.
0: Ah, It's a pleasure. So you were born in Baltimore?
1: That's right, at the city hospital um, on a hill.
0: Hill. Downtown
1: Baltimore.
0: Were you one of those kids who would sing and dance around the house?
1: Well, I was encouraged to do that because my mom was one of uh, eight children and she had four sisters. My aunt Effie used to come and play the piano and they all used to get together and sing. And I always wanted to sing with them, but I wasn't allowed because I was too little and they, they had their harmonies going, <laughs> but they did. There was always music in them. So uh, when my aunt Effie was there.
0: Were you like in the drama club at uh, Kenwood High School? Did you perform at school, play? Oh, yeah,
1: just in high school. And, and also in my, I remember um, on Fridays when I was in the fourth grade, so I was nine years old, we used to have an hour or two on Friday for anybody who wanted to get up and tell a story or read, a, a, you know, the time was limited, or sing a song, um, teacher whose name was Miss Geis, G-E-I-S, I'll never forget her. She was a wonderful, very nice lady and young. And she would, and I got up and I sang this song, uh, Come to Mama Do, and it was a like a, a Andrew sister song. Da da Come to mama do and at nine years old singing that she found that was a funny thing. And I had the whole class laughing. That's how I got hooked on getting laughs.
0: I taught fourth grade for many years. Nobody ever sang that song to me, but it's good to You studied at the Peabody Conservatory also?
1: No, I studied with a teacher
0: by the teacher Everybody
1: conservatory uh i only graduated from high school an honor role student all the way uh, but i never went to college uh i we we didn't have the money um uh, there were four of us i was the oldest and um but we had fun and i got a job right away i i took um medical stenography on my own and learned how to be a, a medical stenographer because at one point I couldn't decide whether I wanted to be a nurse or a, a, a get into you know show business or something. But I sang in both the started in the junior choir at my church, the Prince of Peace Lutheran Church uh, in Rosedale, Maryland, you know, outside of the city, and um, and and the teacher uh, the. Choir mistress, whose name was Jeanette Launschlaga, said, "I must learn. I must go to, te- you know, a teacher." And so that cost about fifteen dollars a lesson. So I had to get a job. I got a job working for my family doctor, and I took these classes in medical stenography, and I learned how to write, take dictation from physicians, and um, it stood me in good stead for work, really.
0: When did you make your way to New York?
1: I got married to Dr. Gillette. And first we thought we were going to go to, uh, he was going to accept a job in Terre Haute, Indiana. He got a telegram from Cornell Medical College here in New York, associated with New York Hospital. And it was a much better job. And that's how we ended up in New York. But I had done... I had gone away, I came to New York with him when he was looking for jobs. I would come up and they had open calls. I was singing all over Baltimore with these groups, of the Valley Players, the Almedian Light Opera Company, and you know, just amateur stuff. In
0: 1960, you made your Broadway debut in Gypsy with Ethel Merman. Um, what, what kind of experience was that for you?
1: That was a wonderful experience. Uh, Ethel Merman. Loved me, uh, and I—I I, I don't know why. I just—I was just an adoration of her. I—I I used to go down and watch her do roses turn every time. And she got used to me being there. When she found out they were going to fire me because I was pregnant, she said, "Oh no, 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 no! The kid stays in the show." I mean, all right, so she doesn't do the splits. She can still do the cartwheel. You can still do the cartwheel. Yeah, you can. She can still do the cartwheel. The kid stays in the show. And that's how I stayed until my eighth month.
0: Later on, then you also did the Ed Sullivan Show. Were you on the soap opera, The Edge of Night?
1: I did The Edge of Night, just one episode. Oh, just so.
0: one episode, okay. Because my my mom was talking about The Edge of Night, and your name came up, and I was like, okay, I'm going to ask her that question.
1: Oh wow! Yeah, that was a long time ago.
0: Yeah, she remembers that. Then
1: I did Search for Tomorrow, and I did uh, the other one. I did one more.
0: I think you were on All My Children a couple of times too, I think. Yeah, that's all my children. A lot of game shows. I was just watching the other night on YouTube, What's My Line? And you were uh, on what you were there and with Sufi Sales and the mystery yeah. the mystery guest was Mama Cass. I was watching. Uh-huh. The other, yeah. Yeah. Did you enjoy doing all those game shows? I was a big I love the pyramid. That's like my that's still my favorite game show. You were and on the pyramid mommy. and, yeah. and oh. Mommy.
1: oh yeah. Because you really have to think and you have to know things. And... I think I don't like silly game shows. I really didn't like the match game when I did it, but it was very popular. And, uh, but I hated the way Gene Rayburn st- steered the show towards his silly bathroom humor, or whatever. I didn't like that at all. I thought that was stupid. Right. But I did it because I needed the exposure and I needed the money.
0: Um, last season on my show, we were celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Waltons. And Cami Kotler was here. And Cami Kotler, she was your daughter on Me and the Chimp.
1: Oh, my God. Yes. k a m i c o t t
0: l e r Yeah. Good grief. So we were talking about, so I remember that show, Me and the Chimp. But she said if that show wasn't canceled, she would have never gotten the Waltons. Because when it was canceled, she got the Waltons.
1: That's great.
0: I um, I remember Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice and Jodie Foster was your daughter on that show.
1: Yeah, what a what a great kid she was. And she's still great. I adore
0: her. Um, Love American style. I mean, all those oh, shows. Oh, yeah. Growing <laughs> up with. So you're doing Broadway, you're doing Cabaret. I saw you in there playing our song. I saw it twice, actually. Once with Lucy Arnaz.
1: Yeah.
0: And then I saw it with you. Uh-huh. Um, about 14 Broadway shows about that many Yeah, that's it. 14, okay. 14. And <laughs> so you're doing a lot of musicals but then you do Chapter 2, which is a play.
1: Yes. You now,
0: was it a big difference for you to, to not do the musical and start doing I always
1: wanted to be just an actress. I I'd, I'd rather be I mean not that I don't didn't love doing musicals I did, but uh your voice doesn't last forever. But I, I wanted
0: to do a play. And you got nominated for Tony for that bro. Yeah, I did. Yeah, so it was a good thing. <laughs> uh, I, actually, I'm friends with Marsha Mason, so I'm, I remember the movie. Oh. Uh, chapter two. So Of um, course. Yeah. Well, they that. were married. It was his yeah, wife. Yeah, that, it was
1: about her. I had to be her.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> she
1: cries well. Yeah. D-
0: did you enjoy the Broadway theater life and schedule? I know a lot of people really love that life and schedule.
1: Well, when I was doing it, I loved what I was doing. So it wasn't the schedule that I enjoyed. It was the I know, what I was doing that I enjoyed. If I had to do it eight shows a week, then I had to do it eight shows a week. That's it.
0: In the 80s, you're doing television. You're doing Quincy.
1: Oh, yeah. Quincy. I got to meet Jack Klugman again. He was in Gypsy when I did it. Yeah, he was nice man really nice when i i i did an episode of quincy where i played his wife cuz he decided to leave the bachelor thing is that been the the theme of that show that he was you know lived on the boat and he was you know not attached and you know so he could be, feel free to you know, roam around whatever lady he wanted to and um and then he decided that he needed to do a, a death scene where he could show his emotions so he they wrote this episode where they go back in time and he starts to remember his wife who died and seeing her in the hospital and crying at her bed so he got his scene and I'm there a little bandaged up with the things coming tubes coming out of me and and it went very well he did a great scene and then when he was going to, he decided he would get married. He called me, uh, he said, Anita, I'm going to have, I'm going to have Quincy get married and I want you to be my wife. I said, Jack, I, I just died on your show last year. I can't be your wife now. He said, I want someone You look a lot alike who gives a shit. So that's it. <laughs> so I became Emily Hanover, Dr. Emily Hanover after dying as his first wife.
0: Then a transition to the movies, to the big screen, um, Moonstruck, of course, is everyone loves Moonstruck. Classic. That was, was it,
1: my you- favorite. It's a wonderful movie. I walked in the door. I was doing Search for Tomorrow. And that was around the time that Joan Collins was really hot. She used to wear these low cut, you know, hug your body type tops and a little fascinator hat on the top. And that's what I was wearing as Wilma, the club singer in, uh, in Search for Tomorrow. So I asked the costumer uh, department, I asked if I could borrow my outfit and go do this audition. She said, yeah, well, I trust you. you'll bring it back. So I walk in, in my Search for Tomorrow costume, a low cut top and little fascinator hat and big high heels, high, high and i walked in to, to uh the audition and norman jewison just looked me up and down and said you got the job <laughs> and he wasn't kidding i thought he was kidding but i guess it's a small part but well, it's, it's an important, important
0: part of that movie and it's a it's a great film it's one of my favorites you played a lot of Ma- played a lot of mom yeah. roles in movies um jack black's mom and bob roberts uh mary louise parker's mom and boys on the side bill murray that's right bill I mean, murray's mother and speaking. larger than life and did you uh, like that movie
1: <laughs> i loved him i love i love bill murray he he would, it was hard to do the scene because he was always making jokes i mean here it is 6 30 in the morning or 7 o'clock that we're doing the you know doing a scene before we shoot it. And he's fooling around and he picks me up and puts me across. I'm doing in that one scene, I was doing the dishes. So it's his mother and I had this gray wig and and here I was in my hair, you know, in pin curls ready for the wig. And we're running the scene. And he picked me up and put me across the double sink and said, and pretended he was a, 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 an, a an Asian masseuse. And he was, you know, but, and he had accent. He did every. he was hysterical. And one day I came onto the set and here's Bill on that elephant. He's, that's what it was about, you know, this big elephant. And he's riding the elephant on the lot. And I'm walking to the set and he said, hey, Anita, wanna ride? I said, Bill, I can't, I can't, I can't get up there. He said, I'll just, I'll let, I'll get you up there. Don't worry. So he said to me, he would do, he said when she does her angle like this, he made the elephant, told the elephant, bent her knee, and I had to step on that part of her leg, grab her ear, and then she winged me with her foot all the way up into Bill's arms. It was, and we rode all around the lot. That's the kind of guy. He
0: Great, great experience. Um, Nice size role in Shall We Dance with Richard Gere. You were the dance instructor.
1: Oh, yeah. I had to learn how to be a ballroom dancer, though. You know, it's not like theater dancing.
0: Speaking of mom roles, one of my favorite of your mom roles is playing Tina Fey's mom on 30 Rock.
1: (laughs) Ah, she's the best. She's the best to work with.
0: Going back to all those movies, did it ever hit you at this time? At one time, that what is going on here? I'm now um on the big screen and all these one movie after another because you were pretty much Broadway and television. Now all of a sudden you're you're a movie star.
1: Well, the movies were not that frequently, you know, offered to me. Uh, I I think um, I was never like Hollywoodish. I grew into being a leading lady, and now then into character work because you. You have to adjust yourself. Um, uh, I mean, I go out for eighty-year-old women now, and they think I look too young, and that's silly. And I'm not a big enough name to say, "Hey, get her." And IMDb is uh, Ed Asner tried to sue them uh, over ages, because the first thing they say about you is how old you are. Not once, twice, they put your DOB date of birth in numbers with the slashes. And then they put a comma and written out is the number of years you are, 84 years old. Those words, as if they don't want need to add or subtract or do the, the people that look at her so dumb, they can't do that. So you have to spell it out for them. So it's twice. And Ed Asner tried, lost him. So I think it's just awful what they do, I IMDB.
0: You received the Lifetime Achievement Award, the MAC Award, back in 2020 for all your great work. What did that feel? Yeah, that's cabaret cabaret now. Cabaret work. You were doing um, Me and Mr. B, am I correct, with that music of Irving Berlin?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was friends. He and I were friends. When I did Mr. Mm -hmm. President, we became friends. He was such a nice man. And... He loved the jokes, I would tell him silly jokes that my kids would tell me. And he loved to laugh. He was, he was funny, he loved these silly jokes like, why is the beach like a picnic? Because of all the sandwiches there. That, those kind of jokes my boys would read. He loved that kind of stuff. And, and when he needed cheering up, his secretary Hilda, who was from Queens, she had a very heavy accent and she would call me and she would say, hello, Anita, this is Hilda here. Hilda Schneider, like I didn't know which Hilda it was. Uh, this Mr. B is a little that they could you, you think you could come over here, over to the office and cheer him up? I know that you make him laugh all the time. So I would gather my jokes and I'd go over there and we'd all have lunch, Hilda and Mr. B and Helmy Kressner who translated his songs on the piano and, it was great. I used to I I just adored him.
0: He was terrific. Today uh, you travel and I think you go to London and you're performing um on your own and also with uh Penny Fuller. Um Yes. We just did
1: Birdland, my favorite place to be.
0: A little while ago you said that, oh, you know, I'm not a big name, but I wanna say that you so 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 many oh. of us, you are a big name. I mean I grew up I grew up knowing who really? you were as a kid, from a kid. So I'm not the only oh, goodness, I never I never knew that. I just
1: go along whatever. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: As long as I could sell some ver- tickets. From,
0: from a very young I age, knew. I knew who Anita Gillette was. And I'm sure I'm not the only one. There's so many of us out there. So when you said that before, that, you know, I'm not a big name, but yeah. you, you are to so many of us, just so you know.
1: Thank you, John. Thank you. I'm. I'm glad to know that people, some people Absol- know me.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> well, I want, I want to thank you so much yeah. for taking the time. I'm so glad we were able to work this out and you could join me so we could have a little chat.
1: Yes, thank you. And I, uh, and what is your goal now? In, in now, what are you going to do with these? Uh, what do oh, you do well,
0: over 55 of them have aired so far. They stream, they're all out there. I mean, I've had Oh yeah, I mean Lucy Arnez has been here, Marsha Mason has been here. A lot of people have been here, and um, so now this is season three. You're part of season three. Uh huh. Yeah, it's really going well. When we, when I, when 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 we stop the recording, I'll I'll tell you a little bit more because I don't think my audience wants to. They my audience knows already how this all came to be. But I want to say thank you for (laughs) being here. Best of luck, and I hope I come get into the city this fall and maybe see you somewhere come and see you
1: you're at a you're you're out uh, you're in Long yeah
0: Island so really yeah. quick to get to New okay. York. To come and see you
1: I'll, I'll try to book another bird landing it's my yes, favorite place do that. to be
0: so thank you so much okay. thanks for listening everyone i'm john contratti and you've been listening to up next